and welcome to the Mostly Normal Gamers Podcast. Woo! My name is Gabe Fall. I'm here with John Swanson. What's up? And AJ Heidi. Hello! This is episode 36. We are recording on February 26th, 2020. That's a Wednesday for all of you in the future that don't have calendars and don't care to look back at what day it is. I wouldn't. <laughs> Today we are going to be talking about... Finally, we get some Microsoft news, some specs for the Xbox Series X. Everybody's dropping out of GDC. <laughs> GameStop's got some new stores. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about that, but first of all, how are you guys doing? I'm doing well. Good. Gabe, you on Twitter earlier shared one of the best GIFs I've ever seen with that guy yeah. throwing the stack of paper. Facts. <laughs> Yeah, who is? We had one of our somebody that Shane was following on Twitter. I mentioned they were getting an Xbox One X, and somebody had said, "Oh, AJ had said, yeah, that's the best console ever." And I said, I just threw that GIF out there. I looked up a GIF that said "facts," and that was the one. And it was like perfect. <laughs> also, okay, with with one hundred percent all due respect, I got kind of a yes. kick out of it when I was like, "Best console on the market," according to Gabe Fall. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. not that you're not that I don't doubt your opinion. <laughs> it was just the first time I've ever used like one of us as like an expert. <laughs> so I was just like laughing, Which, like Haha, according to Gabe Fall. <laughs> and I think that's funny. Like honestly, I don't own an Xbox One X, and also I've never really played a PlayStation Four for any like you know <laughs> yeah exactly. amount of time that would let me determine that. So. <laughs> I don't know. I, as far as you know, what Phil Spencer tells me, Phil Spencer tells me it's the best. It's the best. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. true. <laughs> oh, oh hell, Phil. <laughs> well, if you want to find us or see this conversation we're referencing, you can at MN Gamers Podcast on Twitter. That's one good way to talk. Like I said, we were just going back and forth all day today. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. If you want to catch up on some updates, too, and, like, other things we're doing, I know that Shane and AJ have been streaming a lot recently. So you can always catch those updates on Twitter if you follow them, at AJID and at SimGameShane. I streamed a little bit this week, too. So if you want to come watch some streams, you can do that, too. We have a lot of fun. We, you know, just goof around, talking with each other and stuff. If you want to email us, if Twitter isn't really your thing... You can email us at mngamerspodcast at gmail.com. Send us a question. Send us a comment. Tell us something that you'd like to know about yourself or about video games, and we'll do our best to find the answer for you or to answer the question or just comment on, on your comment. It'll be great. It'll be great. <laughs> Gabe, why, did you cha- why is your profile picture on Twitter all professional and shit now okay first of all that is adorable and no one yeah. should hate that profile picture because <laughs> i don't hate the on greatest it. thing i've seen on it i just want all right all right fair <laughs> why you uh change it suddenly i'm because... actually slightly jealous because my professional or my like professional picture that i had taken at work it's not that good and it was taken by a professional photographer saying mine's so bad <laughs> oh my god so mine so one i've got i would tell a story about three pictures First of all, the first picture that I had on Twitter was from, like, 2009. <laughs> so it's really outdated. Sweet. And, yeah. And I look a lot different now. So... <laughs> I it's only to 10 it years to, ago. I mean, yeah, but still, man. It's 10 years and, like, 50 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the 
picture that I currently have is a picture that I had taken at the World Beard and Mustache Championships. I actually competed in them back in 2016. I got third place in my category, so it was a big deal. But because I did that, or because I was there, there was a guy who was taking like professional photos of everybody who was in the contest. And like it was kind of like you could choose to or not. And he's had like a little booth upstairs and like he's like, Yeah, just look at my Facebook page and if you just DM me, you can download your picture and use it for whatever. It's like perfect. Yeah. My work picture is fucking shitty. Because <laughs> like, the first day that I got to work and I used to not have a car, so I used to ride my bike to work. So my hair was like helmety and stuff. And, like <laughs> I just look like horrible. Like because I literally got off my bike and like went in, went up to the front desk and like, okay, we gotta take a picture. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay, let me catch my breath. Who hired this crazy person? I know. I was a little bit surprised that they just like I'm still working there and they just kept me working. So uh, your hair was all helmety. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> You know, you know how it is. Like there's, there's like hair sticking out of the, the little tufts in the helmet. Yeah, for sure. Holes in the helmet. Yeah. yeah dude. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. Every time I look at it, just people look at it like, that doesn't look like you. I'm like, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, follow us on Twitter if you want to see cool pictures like that. They're a lot of fun. It is good. It's a great <laughs> it mustache. <laughs> let's get back to let's get back to some other things. Let's talk. Let's talk about video games. The reason we're all here, John. Yeah. What have you been playing this week? Oh, let's see. Not much, man. Uh, I'm trying to think. <laughs> Besides yourself. Yeah, exactly. I think I've had no. too much coffee today. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Did you put a little bourbon in there? Or? No, no. Oh. <laughs> uh, I've been going. I went back to Guacamelee, the original one, because it was on sale, so I bought it oh, again for some reason. And as you yeah. know, guys know, I love side-scrolling platformers. That game is great. It's been a really fun going back to it and playing it again. And I'm now at this super challenging area that I'm trying to get past where it's just a series of increasingly difficult platforming using the skills that you've done thus far and whatnot. So it's actually been a lot of fun going back to that and playing it on my Vita. Nice. And then I think that's about it other than Ring Fit, man. Obviously, I'm fucking working on that dad bod. <laughs> I'm on like level 14 and my character is level like 115 or 16. So, yeah, keep on keeping on that. But that's it. I got to say that Ring Fit, there's two games right now that really want to make me buy a Switch. And they're the last games that I ever thought would make me want to buy a Switch. The first is Ring Fit Adventure and the second is Animal Crossing New Horizons. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I've already bought two copies of that game. Which New one? Horizons? Of oh, Animal Crossing, yeah, because we have two Switches in the house, so I bought a copy oh. for me and a copy for Sarah. Oh, for sure. That okay, okay, so, okay. Yeah. Dude, I'm with you in Ring Fit, dude. It's it's great. I think it's a great, great way to at least be active on a daily basis. Like, I'm not getting ripped or anything, but I can tell. I just feel better. It gives you a better... I feel like when you're exercising on a regular basis, you have a better self-esteem and you're, like, self perception is increased significantly and you just feel more confident in who you are it's also good like it's good exercises and the way that it varies things and mixes things up makes you try things that you wouldn't try otherwise because of it the way it's set up as an rpg so 
I'm pretty fascinated with it. Continue yeah. to be. So I count on doing it for a really long time. I mean, I've been doing it for, I think I'm about at 50 days. So So um, as as you get further in, do you unlock, because I've played it one time, because I have it, and I actually plan on getting back into it because I went skiing this weekend and my legs were super sore and I was like, oh, ring fit, I should just continue this leg workout, you know? Yeah. And my question is, does it give you like, better like spells and attacks and stuff as you go because i know yeah you unlock like more um more moves and -hmm. different categories of moves and stuff like that and then you get different levels of moves so they do more damage and have a different range and that kind of thing so it especially in the beginning it's more just kind of getting used to it Mm -hmm. and i guess i was so used to or i hadn't exercised regularly for such a long time that just doing those intro things at the beginning were still challenging for me, got me interested. (laughs) So by the time I was unlocking new stuff, then my body was up to a point where I actually could do the newer stuff. So it does a job of starting you off with things that are a little bit more rudimentary and then opening up to things that are more challenging or take a little bit more muscle structure to be able to do them competently. So uh, I think it's fantastic, man. I'm really happy I bought it because otherwise I'd probably still just not be exercising. So, For sure. Yeah. But that's I, I wish I was playing something else. I feel like I should be playing something else, but I'm really not. That's it. Hey, at least you're getting fit. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you're investing in your body, John. It's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. The longer you live, the more games you can play. That's right. Goddamn right, man. You know, <laughs> that'll probably be a vast part of my focus throughout my life. <laughs> How about you guys? What are you playing? Oh, man. Well, I went like on a ski trip over the weekend, so I didn't play a ton. I did bring my Switch with me, of course. I think I even tweeted out a picture of our little Switch setup. So I ended up one night playing Super Blood Hockey with three other people so we had two v2 which was a lot of fun <laughs> what's super uh, blood hockey on it's on switch oh okay i think it might be on multiple platforms it's on I, pretty much everything i think it, yeah th- we talked about it a lot in like our very early episodes <laughs> yeah yeah we did <laughs> but it's a great game still loving that and then like gabe mentioned earlier shane and i have been kind of experimenting and figuring out streaming a little bit both doing solo streams but with each other if that makes sense like i was streaming and shane joined me and then shane was streaming and i joined him and we're just kind of seeing how it works i think the most viewers we've ever had at once is like four and shane and i were both in there with our phones and then graphic mark shout out mark who made my twitter twitter banner by the way so another reason to go find my twitter it looks awesome nice and gucci were in there so basically we just had a group of friends in there which is kind of awesome yeah for sure and then gabe i saw you were streaming i wish we could figure out a way to do that through xbox we could do a call of duty i was thinking where yeah we could both stream simultaneously i don't know what would be the benefit of that but it'd be kind of fun experiment (laughs) so i wonder hmm because Mixer does this thing where they can you can export like the party chat into the stream, um, and yeah. I wonder if that would be the case where like it would work with the uh, Call of Duty chat things. 
Oh, maybe. I'm not a 100% question. sure. But then if you're on Twitch, I'm on game audio. Like, right, right. It is a game audio, so that might work. Yeah. Well, well anyways, yeah, we'll have to do more streaming experimentations. This has turned into a pro, uh, like a meeting. Production, a production yeah. meeting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we were streaming Battlefront 2, and Shane has raved about how awesome this game is, and he got me back into it. And John, I know you have it, so you're going to yeah. have to join us because we found a co-op mode that is... 4v AI. So it's like four guys all on the same team versus the computer. And all right. yeah, we had a lot of fun with that. And the graphics are mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. And they're pretty, they've, I don't know, they've progressed them. What do you want to say? Made them higher fidelity. I don't yeah. Know. Dude, I've been having trouble saying that phrase for three days in a row now because Shane and I were streaming and I was trying to say, graphical fidelity update <laughs> like yeah a bunch of times it's hard but i don't think that's what we're trying to say i think there's a better word or okay like an there. up like an upgrade yeah an uptick uh, yeah <laughs> i don't know well I'll and then research and last, get back to you yeah and then last but not least monster hunter with gucci Pucci. and i actually wasn't there for when he got it but he finally got his big crown that he needed for black diablos i think he fought like 242 of the monsters because it's a random number generator to get the crown jeez yeah in a row without dying no not in a row just over time like because he all he needed for the platinum is that crown so just every day he'd fight black diablos a couple times (laughs) and then finally he got it so i wanted to give him a shout out because he platinum monster hunter which is really impressive to me because I've played that, yeah, yeah. Because I've played that game 600 hours, and I'm not even close to platinuming it. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those platinums where you, I think you wouldn't ever come very close to it just based on playing the game. I think you would have to pay some attention. Yeah, for sure. To where you're going. Yeah. But yeah, that's cool. And that's it. High five, GP. Yeah, good job, Gucci. <laughs> He's great. Gabe. I have been playing a couple of games. Two games mostly. Uh, some Call of Duty, of course, isn't the wife. But also, I finished Hellblade Sending a Sacrifice. Finally. Mm. That game probably took longer than it should have, but holy smokes, that game is intense and beautiful and and heartwarming and heartbreaking all at the same time. It's so hard to... Again, it's a hack-and-slash puzzler that makes you feel really, really intensely for the main character and everything they're going through. The The story in that game is just incredible, along with the super fun fighting, the interesting puzzles, the just the, oh, the story of just the god killer, you know? Oh, it's so cool. So should I play it? Yeah, you should play it. You okay. should play it for sure. The whole game might take you like eight to ten hours, it's not super long. It just depends on how good you are fighting. Like you can adjust, you know, you can scale the the combat difficulty or the puzzle puzzle difficulty back and forth um, to give you more hints or to make the combat a little bit easier. So you can do that if you want to. The real gem of that game is the story, and then how you watch Senua, the character that you're playing as, progress as a character. And you learn more about her backstory and everything. Because it really just... I mean, the game just drops you in. 
and you don't get her full backstory until like the very end of the game to which then you say okay this makes a lot of sense and kind of you understand what she's doing better okay if that makes any sense it um, does sounds like a really cool game yeah it's also based around a lot of like norse mythology so if you're into norse mythology like that is one of the big games to play i know god of war got super into it too but hellblade it's they're little like side things or like side kind of tokens i don't want to say tokens um side markers that you can go up to and they'll start telling you the story of basically all of greek mythology leading up to ragnarok hmm. um and what happens at the end of the world which you are supposedly bringing it's uh, god it's so good and just like the boss fights are great when you fight the big boss, it goes through this whole thing where you fight every boss you've ever fought before, but you all at once. Oh, man, um, it's like Streets of Rage. Yeah, yeah, basically. That I never beat. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's so intense. And then the last fight is just, they they play this music that's just, like, you know everything is hopeless, and you know all is lost. And there's this music playing that's like this kind of soft, mellow sad music that's playing and you are just they they really give you this big power up so you just go through and you're just like eliminating enemies and the voices in your heads are just saying stop stop you're doing too much like you can't go on you just have to die you have to die and you just keep going you keep slashing and just taking down all these different enemies ah and you just want to fight death so badly oh, it's so good <laughs> Sorry, I'm really ranting about this game. But no, you're good. Really good. Do you need <laughs> to see a counselor, though? <laughs> yeah, I might. I don't know. <laughs> I've seen it's... things, man. I've seen things. <laughs> <laughs> I've walked through a river of blood and hell. <laughs> Sounds just like Spawn. Find... Yeah. I went down there to find my mother just to find out that my mother has nothing to teach me. She's oh, as lost man. as I am. It's yeah. I mean, God, guys. Uh, if you get a chance to play this game, play this game. It is the story alone is fantastic, and it is so much fun. Especially at the end. I feel like a lot of times slashers or hack and slashers at the end, like they'll really punish you, or it gets really, really difficult. But this, they did something a little. They they give you this power up. They give you a new sword that allows you to take out enemies a ton of time and. Rather than the enemies getting more difficult or the game getting more difficult, just throws a lot more enemies at you. But because you're so powerful, you can just slice right through everybody like butter. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's on Game Pass. I, that's, I'm guessing that's how you played it. So It is, yes. Yes, my, and that is how I played it. Uh, I'll have to give it a shot. Did you... So I know you were having issue with it playing on your um, phone for that stream yeah. thing. Did, yeah. I'm guessing you stopped playing it there and you were playing it more like at home and stuff, or...? Yes, yes, I was. And also, it, like, it gets super violent at the end of the game. Like, it gets more and more and more violent. So you want to um, make sure your young daughters could see it? Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to say, when I die, and yeah. you need to go it's gonna know, look to hell like to this, resurrect kids. me. Yeah. <laughs> you better raise them right if they're going to love you enough to come resurrect you from hell. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's the goal, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So um no I no that's not, I just 
if I was playing it at work, I didn't want somebody to see it at work and say, like, that's super violent. You should not be doing that here. Yeah. So I played it. I towards I played about half the game at work and then the last half I played at home. And also just the the input at home on the console is so much better than it is right. out in the world or on the xCloud. So that was also a big plus. Are you playing anything else? I am. I'm playing Tacoma. It's a walking simulator from the same people that made Gone Home. Oh, yeah. Um, I was watching you play that the other day. Yeah, yeah. And this is actually a game where, John, just like you, I had it downloaded from Game Pass for like a month. And I knew that I wanted to play it, but I just kind of thought like, I'm not really in the mood for a walking simulator and I got other games I should play and this and that and this and that. And then somebody from work came up to me and said, hey, have you ever played Tacoma? And I said, no, but (laughs) it's sitting on my console right now. I just got to get home and like actually start playing it Uh, because this is a pretty short experience. I only played it for about two hours the other day, but I'm halfway through it already. It's one of those games you can play in one sitting. It only takes like four hours um, if you do everything and read absolutely everything. Just like Gone Home, it's a masterpiece in level design. Uh, it's the people at Fulbright, the team there just does really, really great work when it comes to that sort of thing. Level design and story building and narrative. Like they're really, really awesome at it. So uh, I haven't finished it yet, but I'm hoping to. I'll probably stream some more of it tonight. Yeah, and then I'll finish it and I'll talk about it next week. Right well, that's about it. I think, is that that's published by Anna Verna? Do you know? Oof, I don't know if it's published by Annapurna. I think it was all Fulbright. I think it was Fulbright and Fulbright and Fulbright. Oh, shit. Um, this is developer and publisher. I forgot to mention, is I was playing Kentucky Route Zero, you know? Yes. Last week, or last couple weeks I have been, and I finished the fourth act, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I don't, oh, no. like, want to put in any more time into playing this game I really don't like, so I didn't finish it. Right, that's, right. That's what I was trying to think of, that I couldn't think of that I'd been playing so I just I don't know maybe I'll go back and finish the last act after I put like 10 hours into it thus far so I just forgot to kind of mention that but speaking of the Xbox thing did you guys I don't think we talked about this that you can sign up on iOS now I saw that there was the beta available for iOS but and I was going to sign up, but I didn't have all of the requirements, so oh. I didn't sign up. <laughs> so I signed up for it, but apparently it takes it can take up to, like, they're like, you should be hearing with, from us within two to four months or something. Like oh, my that. God. So, it's such a wide range. Yeah. Yeah. And it's none of it. It wasn't, like, within two days to four months. It was, like, <laughs> two to four months. So I don't suspect I'll hear back anytime real soon, but I just thought that was kind of cool to... Because I'm really excited about playing that. I think Xbox is obviously, as we will talk about shortly, kind of at the forefront, or at least we know what to expect from them. And xCloud is definitely up there, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think right now Xbox is kind of at the height of their powers. So also, let's talk about the news. News, 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 news. <laughs> what can you expect from the next generation of gaming by Phil Spencer, head of Xbox. Gabe, I know you have a lot to say about this. I'd love to hear yeah. your thoughts. So basically Microsoft put out a blog post uh, written by Phil Spencer, who is the head of Xbox, detailing the specs and all the information that really we'd want to know about in the Xbox 
Series X. Normally, we would hear about this at an event. You know, they'd be up on a stage and there'd be numbers and words that we don't really understand flashing in <laughs> front of us. Um, but Xbox kind of pulled a PlayStation and just released it all in a blog post and said, here you go. Which is, I mean, this is a really interesting console launch. Like, it's it's getting weird. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know what the next, like, five months are going to look like or what E3 is going to be like. Like, are we going to know all the information before E3? Or is, you know, is PlayStation going to say anything before then? It's just weird and, weird and interesting. But anyways, uh, <laughs> he released a blog post. What you can expect in the next generation of consoles. A few highlights here. There's going to be a superior balance of power and speed. So they've got a next-gen custom processor that is currently not available on any PCs or anything like that. So this is going to be the most powerful graphics processor available in the world when this releases. And I I wouldn't be surprised. It's a custom-made AMD GPU. I wouldn't be surprised if it came out for PC um, either right before the Xbox Series X release or right after. Also, they, they've got some really cool things going on with ray tracing and shading. They say that they're going to have hardware accelerated DirectX ray tracing, which is something that we haven't ever seen before in a console, let alone, you know, a console that is, is expected to play console games. Like normally we kind of consider those to be a tier below PC games, but it really sounds like they're they're pushing for this to be a high powered PC, mm-hmm. at least at, at time of release. And, of course, dedicated mostly to games. Uh, they also have a couple interesting things. They're saying that you can get immersion in an instant. So they want to make things go faster. There's a really great demo on the PS5 of Spider-Man. And just mm-hmm. watching the load times from go from like 30 seconds down to like 5 seconds or something like that. Something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and Microsoft kind of details out how that could be working. How they could be lowering the load times of each game and also being able to like quick start more games right now in the xbox one you can quick start one game meaning that if i'm playing modern warfare and i switch over to netflix for an hour and just watch something on netflix i can jump right back into modern warfare pretty much instantly it'll just take me right back to the main menu or right back to the last menu i was on even if i'm playing a single player game and i pause it and jump into Netflix or jump into something else, like I can come back to that other game and it'll jump me right back at the pause screen. So that happens right now with Xbox One. They are doing that now with Xbox Series X, and they're going to actually be able to do it with more than one game. It says mm. multiple. So I don't know if that's two or four or whatever it is, but it is interesting. Also, talking about putting an SSD in to make sure that your games run faster than ever. They're... Utilizing HDMI 2.1, which isn't in a ton of TVs yet, uh, but it is something that allows you or allows Xbox to kind of sync with the TV so the frame rates sync up. The refresh rate of the TV and the frame rate of the game will sync up. So you're not dropping any frames, you're not missing any frames. Your TV and your console aren't going to be out of sync, meaning that you're only getting half the frame rate that you would expect to from a game, from a certain game. Um, that's a big deal. Also, along the frame rate, they are supporting up to 120 FPS with this console. Ooh. Uh, so it's a big deal. It looks like a lot of fun. I think Microsoft is doing the right thing here. A couple more highlights. They're 
highlighting that there's four generations of gaming. So everything that's backwards compatible right now on Xbox One is going to be playable on the Xbox Series X. I think that's going to continue into the future. You know, it's just going to be play whatever you want on the Xbox Series X and your Xbox games will work on it, or at least any of them that have been through the backwards compatibility program. Also, they're putting something out called the Smart Delivery. Now, this is kind of interesting, and I'm anxious to see how far they go with this. This is meaning that if you buy a game in the Xbox ecosystem, it will the game will be custom, I guess, adjusted for whatever console you're using. So if I'm playing on a base Xbox One and I buy Halo Infinite, it's going to play on my base Xbox One, and it's going to run fine. The graphics might be lowered, the load times might be longer, but it's going to run just fine on my Xbox One. If I play that same game that I own, if I pop that disc in or load that save on the Xbox One X, it is going to up-res everything and make it, or on the Xbox Series X, rather, it's going to up-res everything and make it in 4K, 120 frames a second, you know, the best quality game it can be. So... That's another thing that's really interesting and I'm looking forward to. Yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> Man, that sounds super impressive. Like, I mean, if I could afford both, I would definitely buy this. But yeah, I'm with you. bring on the games. <laughs> the tough thing about it is, like, we're to the point now with, I think, kind of where we're at with phones, too, where it's like, if you're in one ecosystem, you're not going to want to switch over to the other ecosystem Yeah. right now. And that's that's kind of difficult, like... I want a PlayStation, but I know I'm just going to play on my Xbox more, and I don't know if I. This is this sounds like it's going to be bullshit to say. I don't know if the Sony exclusives are worth paying the five hundred or six hundred dollars, however much the new PlayStation is going to be, sure. um, just to play those. But again, they're Sony exclusives; like they make great games. So yeah. you are could you always know? come on over and play them too. You don't need to buy a PlayStation Four or Five. That can be true. I'm just gonna spend a weekend in your bed. Yeah, <laughs> same. We can trade off. Oh, we'll, yeah. uh, we'll 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 console swap. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a bad idea. That the suspending multiple games sounds freaking sweet. Because I, if there's one reason I play a game for an extended period of time that I maybe am not that interested in, it's simply because I can get back into it very easily, and it takes more work to close it and open something else that I might not be interested in as much. So I find that I'm like playing a game. For instance, I'm kind of playing Just Cause 4 right now, but it'd be cool if I could also be playing Guacamelee on my PS4 and, you know, something else, maybe chasing trophies in Death Stranding or, you know, and you could be doing all of these things at the same time. That sounds pretty sweet. Yeah. I do think PlayStation will do something similar. I think the, Smart delivery thing is really cool, and that but that's only for Xbox exclusives, and it's up to third parties to kind of determine whether or not they want to do that. And I yes, can only I'm not sure how that. I mean, as you guys know, I'm not a game developer, so no. I don't know how. Yeah, I, sorry. Can I still be on the podcast? No, you guys <laughs> no you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. So if it's how does it change the way you develop your game, you know? And there's rumor of the, you know, yet another type of Xbox skew coming alongside or shortly thereafter the Xbox Series X. So does it change a lot what they, how they develop 
in smart delivery, whether I have, because I have like a launch Xbox. So I have a launch Xbox. There's people out there with the Xbox One X, Xbox One S, X, Series X, then whatever the other one is. Does it change? Right. You now are you limited by, okay, you have to make all of these match for one thing, you know, or for all yeah. five of these different SKUs. I just don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? And I wonder if that limits what developers are able to do. I think it definitely has a lot to do with the delays that we've seen from this spring. Because, I mean, this spring was supposed to be jam-packed, and it's really pretty empty by now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as releases go. So I think a lot of that, when these specs started coming out or leaking or when Microsoft and Sony had finally communicated to the developers what these things were, I think that drove a lot of developers to say, oh, this is going to need a lot more work or yes, we really want to be a part of this program, this fast play or smart delivery program. So we're going to we're going to change the way we develop this game and we're going to add some things. Yeah. And that's that's a good point. I didn't really think about that because it is. If you look at what's the cyberpunk, like that's a good example of one that got delayed five months or whatever to possibly yeah. types of things. So I definitely could see it. I'm just not. It's really interesting. I, you know, next gen stuff. What we think is gonna come, and what it's going to culminate in, or what the big things are gonna be, are never what they actually are. You know what I mean? So the things. Right we think are big deals right now never seem to be the big deals once the consoles are well into their life cycle. Oh, totally. Totally. So, but I can't imagine that the smart delivery or the suspending games wouldn't be huge things. So backwards compatibility, man, is a hard thing for Sony to beat unless they figure out a way for us to play PlayStation three games on a PS4 or PS5, you know, that's, I'm, what I'm hoping is that they just jam the console basically becomes two consoles where they just oh, jam yeah. one of those base PS3s into yeah. the PS5. So it's yeah. essentially like it's just two pieces of hardware with two chips, one running a cell processor, one running a normal like CPU and GPU. Yeah, <laughs> I hope you're right, so. too, man, because I would love to be able to buy PS3 games. And I almost thought about when I was playing Metal Gear Solid 4, I almost thought about going out and buying a PS3 <laughs> Because I was just like, these games are so fun. I just want to play it yeah, over and over yeah. again. But yeah, it's exciting, man. It's really cool. Next generation is going to be great. But let's talk about something that's happening sooner than next generation. The games it's developer true. conference is coming up, and EA is dropping out. AJ, do you oh, want to no, talk no. a little bit about this one? Yeah, I can talk a little bit about it. This information is coming from an article by James O'Connor on GameSpot.com. His headline is, EA is dropping out of GDC 2020 due to the coronavirus. If you get a chance, go give him a click. And it's pretty much tells the story right there. EA does have a statement. Do you want me to read EA's statement? Yeah, go ahead. It says, Having closely followed the global situation with coronavirus and with the recent escalation of cases in new regions, we have decided to take additional steps to protect the well-being of our employees, including we're not going to GDC because of coronavirus. So <laughs> that's their statement. Is that a direct quote? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you get the gist of it. It's just more corporate speak about why they're not going. And then it does say at the very end, they will adjust guidelines to our employees as we feel is appropriate. So 
they're looking out for their employees. I guess good on them. Sucks for everyone going to GDC. Uh, can we expect more? Like, just every, is everybody just going to leave all of the conferences? <laughs> I mean, GDC has already lost. Like, EA is one. They lost Facebook. Facebook isn't coming to GDC. And I should say, Facebook's Oculus department isn't coming right. to GDC. <laughs> Which is a pretty big deal. I mean, if like the VR, the leader in VR isn't showing up at GDC, like the Games Developer Conference, where they desperately need people to develop games for VR, that's a big decision on their mm-hmm. end. Yeah, GDC is a more, I guess, all gaming conferences are international to a certain extent. But from my limited perspective, it seems like GDC is even more so an international event as it brings, like, there are scholarships and such that go out to developers around the world that perhaps can't afford to make it to GDC. Mm. So you have a lot more people coming from international areas, and I wonder if perhaps that is the impetus behind making that, like, so many people dropping from GDC. That's the only thing that I can think of. And I'll repeat what I said yesterday, that this concern for coronavirus is fucking ridiculous. And <laughs> I just am so tired of people talking about it. You're you're not going to get fucking coronavirus. If you do, you'll be on the news, but you'll more likely get influenza. Hey. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's all. I'm, I'm 100% with you, John. I, just, I think it's all blown out of the water. I mean, I understand how people worked up about it. I think some good will come of it when people just say, hey, wash your hands so you don't get coronavirus. Yeah. And really, it should be wash your hands so you don't get the flu. Yeah, if everybody's washing exactly. their hands, like, it's fine. It's good I say, for everybody. So. I say don't wash your hands and lick everything. Lick doorknobs. Lick controllers. Because <laughs> you want to build up your immune system. Goddamn right, dude. Yeah. How else are you going to get antibodies? That's right. Just so right. Lick some stuff at GDC. <laughs> yeah. Roll around naked on the floor. Your tongue out. <laughs> uh, we would like to take one. this moment to tell our listeners that the, uh, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if I knew the fast speak yeah, lawyer exactly. jargon. Exactly. Do not uh, take John's advice. <laughs> um, I guess I would say like it is kind of sad for the developers who do to rely on those scholarships and look forward to this event as a way to you know showcase their work and their art amongst you know every publisher in the united states or internationally you know and they have this small opportunity once a year to do that and it's sad that they might not get it you know what i mean yeah so i feel more bad for those people but i don't know it's it's them and the indie developers that rely on like big publishing companies like ea yeah if ea sees a game they like like ea could buy up that game or buy up that studio you know and like change people's lives right yeah turn this game from a little thing that's barely that people are working on it and they're barely getting by because they're spending all the time working on the game to making them rock stars in the gaming world you know right for sure exactly oh well it's crazy (laughs) you know what's also crazy GameStop's concept stores there are coming and apparently they're not great kind of a bummer uh this is coming from an article written by luke plunkett over at kotaku it's sad so gamestop's in trouble they're not making a lot of money they're not 
like people with this whole switch to digital media not nearly as many people are, are buying used games as much as they used to or just buying physical media at all there's really not a lot of reason to go into a GameStop but they're trying to change that so they are setting up now different things just trying to change the stores into like social hubs and they're setting up uh, tables and PCs and TVs, you know, featuring all the consoles, and they're full of all these retro games and everything like that. They're really trying to get people into the store to actually like play and have fun, and then hopefully purchase a game. Um, unfortunately, it's it's not working great. One of the things that he says in the article here is just I get that the company needs to try new stuff. But this ain't it, Chief. You can install <laughs> all the free gaming PCs and tabletop areas you want, but at the end of the day, nobody is going to want to hang out in a GameStop. Everything that's being offered here is already being offered somewhere else. Somewhere people already do these things. Damn, Luke. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, you really <laughs> kind of tore them apart. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you guys this. Is there any chance you would go to a GameStop to play games? I wouldn't go there to play them necessarily, but I mean, I go to GameStop occasionally, but not yeah. regularly. And I think of it as a cool thing, and I don't think Agreed. I'm necessarily the demographic they're going for because I'm, you know, I have a family to worry about. But if I didn't, and, you know, I'm a pretty, obviously, a very avid gamer, if I didn't, and I was sitting around on a Thursday night or Thursday, whatever, and had free time, I could see myself going there just to see what it was like. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I would like to see them in our area. If one pops up in our area, I would definitely go check it out to see what it's like. I, yeah. I'm surrounded by a bunch of people who love the same thing that you do. I'm all about it, but I just don't know if it's going to save them necessarily. Right. See, I would go for, like, a Madden tournament yeah. or something like that. Like, something that I couldn't organize on my own that I could just show up with a controller and play. I would go for something like that, but I wouldn't just show up to play Fortnite on the PC. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, people already, as you said, people can do that at home, and I don't know why you would do that. But a lot of places like um, board game stores and comic book stores will do, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! tournaments and stuff like that. So I can see them doing things like that that would maybe bring people in or magic tournaments and that kind of thing you know where people kind of have to be present as a guard game and whatnot so Mm -hmm. um maybe if they uh interloop some of that stuff maybe but i i i mean i'm not a business of a business mind but to me it seems like the people at the forefront of their company are kind of grasping at straws and don't really have any revolutionary ideas that are gonna save them like Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's right. like, imagine you have a really shitty pilot piloting your airplane. You can put him in as many different types of airplanes as you want to. He's still a shitty pilot. You know what yeah. I mean? And he's probably going to fucking yeah. fly the plane into the ground. Fly the plane into the ground. And go kaboot. <laughs> and boom yeah. goes the dynamite. <laughs> oh my god. There's not a lot to say more about this. It's just it's it's kind of a bummer to see GameStop go, but also like I'd rather go to my local mom and pop game store, my local like retro game store, yeah. and hang out with those people just because I feel like I'm supporting a small business. Yeah. Do you and have also, one of those? 
not in my town right now, but in Shakopee, oh. uh, there is there's a game store called High Score Games. Uh, you can check oh. them out. It's cool just watching in there and they like walking in there and they've got like virtual boys sitting around and you can try out a virtual boy. <laughs> um, they've got like tests or like prototypes of like the PS2 um, or like test kits for the PS2. Like it's really cool walking in there and seeing all the stuff they've got and like not just looking at it, but then like playing some of the stuff. And yeah, it sounds awesome. Yeah. Every time I go there, I think like I just want to pick up a Wii and Guitar Hero, you know? Yeah. Or we at like because I had so much fun doing that and I just I don't have a Wii anymore. Yeah, I want one. Don't worry, don't, they'd have it at GameStop. I don't know. My wife has one, or her parents have one in their storage area, and I'm gonna take it next time I'm over there. So because <laughs> that's the only that way I can play Wind Waker right now, dude. Because they don't have it on Switch, so it's not right. Like play it on Switch. Right. How is that gotta play Wind Waker? Switch. That's insane to me. I know it's weird, man. The games that they could obviously make tons of money. Oh my selling. god, yeah, that would sell like hotcakes. Yeah, for sure. You so. know, now that I think about it, I think backwards compatibility might start killing these stars off too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Because then you, know, you don't it, have a reason to buy to go buy a game or whatever. Huh. Yeah. Man, maybe backwards compatible isn't all that great. It's the no, that's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's serious. <laughs> No, it's the greatest thing ever. Yeah. I don't have to buy a console. I don't have to keep using my old consoles. I can just get the games on the new one. Speaking of games that we've been waiting for, Ghost Recon's Breakpoint long-awaited overhaul has been delayed at last minute. Oof. What? This is another article from Kotaku written by Ethan Gash, the game was supposed to get a massive immersive mode overhaul this month, addressing a number of issues players have had with Breakpoint since it launched last fall. Now, just days before the end of February, Ubisoft has announced that the update won't arrive until sometime this spring. I think this is really just like indicative of what's going on at Ubisoft, and especially what's going on with Ghost Recon Breakpoint. (laughs) Why do they even care? Like... I mean, are people going to come back in droves when they revamp Breakpoint? I don't, I don't understand. Maybe Why are they focusing to, on this? Maybe they're trying to do something like they did with Rainbow Six Siege, where they did gain a lot of the players back when people realized, oh, a lot of people are playing this game, and this is actually really fun. Maybe they're trying to do that? Yeah. I guess, I mean, just make a fun game to begin with, I think would be my answer to that. Right, but I don't... <laughs> I feel like it's not like Anthem... I think Anthem was a big enough game to where people will... It was so in the zeitgeist in March of last year or whatever that yeah. people were highly anticipating it, and then it shit the bed, kind of like <laughs> No Man's Sky. And that sticks around for a while, you know what I mean? And if you yeah, revamp right. it and re-release it, kind of like Battlefront. We were just talking about that same thing there. Like You can re-release that game, or you can go to your, back to the drawing board work on it, come back and say, oh, well, look how sweet it is now, and people will come back. But IGN re-reviewed that game. Exactly. But does that community exist for Breakpoint? Like, maybe mm. it does, and I'm just not in that community, so I don't know, but I feel like it's not there. So why... It's not like you're going to sell a ton more copies of the game. So why are you even wasting your time on it? Maybe don't delay all your other games and ship those people up to hurry the fuck up with Watch Dogs. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's just yeah. my 
take i don't know like i maybe like i said maybe that community exists i don't i don't understand any of the decisions that ubisoft is making yeah i i'm just so confused by everything that they've been doing the last year it's so weird because they were killing it like yeah 2016 17 18 just killing it and then odyssey yeah ever since odyssey odyssey was like their last golden goose and then it's like now Yves Guillemot has to pay back his debt to the devil or something, and I don't know. <laughs> it's weird, but I don't understand why they're. I think they're just relying on the same formula, and it's just you can't do that over and over to the extent that they do. Yeah. Accept it or expect it to pay dividends as much as it has. They definitely need some refreshes. I think especially in their shooters. We saw Assassin's Creed get pretty samey for a while but they they switched it up you know they learned from their lesson yeah they can just take those assassin's creed games and just give like a powerpoint presentation to the rest of ubisoft and be like hey don't make the same game every year right right (laughs) like i don't know the word on the street is that one of the games we're getting in the 2020 fiscal year is uh far cry 6 so uh that would be a very good litmus test for whether or not they're listening to the community because if that game comes out and it's just like five, which was just like four, which was just like three. Wait, you're forgetting then, about the neon one. I oh, have it too. New Dawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If oh, you, and five and the, a half. Yeah. And the, the the prehistoric one that was like four. Oh yeah. Primal. That's right. <laughs> I never yeah. primal. That. Yeah. So I don't <sighs> know, man. I feel like they got to learn their lesson soon. So. We shall see, I guess. I mean, they got to do something. I, I'm sure they will, because they're Ubisoft. But yeah. they got to do something. Another giant developer, EA. There's a little bit of news in that. They dropped another Star Wars game. Now, this mm. didn't happen recently. However, we recently learned about EA canceling this game. This is from a article by Vicky Blake at Eurogamer. Blake. So you the game is <laughs> substitute teacher. Seen that, haven't you? That's what I just say in Balake. And oh. Balake. <laughs> Vicky Balake. <laughs> According to Michael Keegan Key. Uh, <laughs> this game was codenamed Viking internally. It was a shooter, and it was actually supposed to be like a um. I can't think of the name front, right now. Battlefront. That, thank you. <laughs> it's supposed to be a Battlefront spinoff. Uh, it's supposed to be released in 2020 as the next-gen console game. So that's not happening anymore. Uh, they killed that. This is the third Star Wars game that EA has killed, or EA has canceled. Remember, they've only released three. They have a 10-year contract that's up in 2023. Well, why? Why? Why are they not making games? John, can you illuminate us on why they're not making games? No, I fucking can't, Gabe. <laughs> because it makes no goddamn sense to me. You have, like, the most valuable property, entertainment property, in the fucking universe, and you're yeah. sitting on your hands with your thumbs up your ass rather than releasing games. I don't right. understand it. I was just... Gabe and I were... Or I was more ranting, and Gabe was just being courteous and listening to me but i want all the games i want all the star wars games i want bad games i want good games i want okay games i want flying games i want rogue squadron i want jedi starfighter i want star wars bounty hunter i want the ones we have now 
we should get at least two per year. There's no fucking reason we don't have Star Wars games all the goddamn time. And we don't. We have, what? We just got our first, like, first person, like, single player game since, what was the one that came out, Jedi Unleashed? Force Unleashed? Yeah. It's fucking 360. Like, what the fuck? Why are you taking so long to release games and just develop all of it? Why does it matter? Who gives a shit if it sucks or if it's good or if it's bad? Like, people are gonna buy it. And we were discussing, Gabe and I, about how, like, Jedi Fallen Order, I think the story is great. But anybody who can tell you that game is perfect is definitely blinded by their passion for Star Wars because it has several faults, including the animation and, Mm -hmm. you know, the graphical fidelity there isn't great. And, you know, it's a fantastic game. I love it. I'm not trying to besmirch it, but it, it definitely could have used another six months in the, in the oven. And if that game releases and doesn't have a Star Wars label on it and that storyline behind it, it's gets four out of 10, not a nine out of 10, you know? For sure. And they could just be making so much more money. And I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but Disney fucking loves money. They yeah. love money. Yeah. They really <laughs> Why the fuck aren't they just publishing everything? I don't understand. It makes no sense. It doesn't. And imagine how big a fucking next gen, like next generation console Star Wars game at launch would be if they could have pulled that off. Yeah. Like, Buy your PlayStation 5 bundle with Star Wars blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Exactly. Dude, I mean, they won't do it, but imagine if they just did Jedi Fallen Order Remastered. I know it's like a year. (laughs) Everybody who bought that game originally would go out there and fucking buy it again. Every Star Wars fan. Well, just give us a download update. (laughs) I know, know, and they would probably be forced to do that. But my my point is that people would complain about it but a ton of people would still go out there and do it you know yeah and i'm so i'm just saying like i think star wars fans are just being underserviced in the video game universe because Mm -hmm. they just ea just fucking cancels every game because they don't know what they're doing (laughs) the biggest thing for me is that like star wars battlefront 2 is a gorgeous game Mm -hmm. it is it looks fantastic i mean it was one of the first games that i played yeah, I, I was blown away when they come up and they show like Janina Gavankar's face, um, or Adam Versio is her character's name, and it's just like you can see her pores, yeah, like in that yeah. game. That game and, was gorgeous. Even like the oh, sorry to interrupt you, Gabe, but even no, the go. first the single player part, I haven't played any of the multiplayer because it was shit when it came out, as you guys all remember, and I haven't gone back yet, even though I'd like to. But I that game was gorgeous. Sorry, and, continue with your point. But just to see like. When that game comes out on next-gen consoles, and it is, like, if this game were to come out, this Viking game, as it's supposed to be a Battlefront spinoff, like, if it's a Battlefront spinoff, they're using a lot of those same assets, they're using that same engine, they're making this first-person shooter look absolutely gorgeous, just like DICE can do, just like they know they can do, and just like they always have. If that game were to come out on next-gen consoles with 120 FPS and, you know, 8K... Or whatever, whatever the limits are going to be on that. We haven't quite heard about that yet. But just with the power of the new consoles and what Dice can do with that Frostbite engine and a first-person shooter, like that game could be so great. (laughs) 
sure. It's so disappointing <laughs> to see just another one canceled, especially one with such potential. And going into the new console generation, it could be the best looking game on the console for a long time. Yeah. And they just chose not to do it. Yeah, they're like, no, nah, we don't want to do that. I don't, I don't get it, man. I really don't understand. <sighs> oh, doesn't make any sense. Before I get angry, any more angry, we should probably move on to the next point. <laughs> we will. The last story that we're going to talk about today. Uh, Destiny 2 is finally getting the Trials of Osiris next month. This Woo! is something that was delayed for a while. People are excited. Yeah, I think people are excited about it. I have fallen out of Destiny 2 long ago, but it seems that people who are craving a new PvP, or not new, like a old pvp i guess brought back good for them yeah you guys i think destiny has officially reached like mmo status where you're either in it and you're playing it or you're not mm-hmm. like oh, I, totally. don't, I don't know about you guys but i just i downloaded it a while ago and played it for a little bit and just couldn't get into it really and it just seems like it's diverging like uh fancy star online or some of those games of old, of your yep. if you will or like wow you know like there's a community that plays it and that's what they do they play it every fucking day and you know that's their two hours of gaming per day they do destiny and more power to you i just don't really care you know i am in the same boat with you i tried to play destiny 2 once on project x cloud and it did not go well mainly that was project x cloud's fault <laughs> so i'm not <laughs> I'm not going to lay that <laughs> solely on Destiny because I know a lot of people play it and love it. Maybe it was your skill. Maybe it wasn't xCloud or the game. Maybe it's your fault, Gabe. Did you ever think about that? I mean, yeah, all the time. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I, – I don't think it was that. I didn't no, feel I'm... bad about dying. I felt bad about not being able to turn left and then immediately swinging <laughs> left three seconds later. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I get you. I just had to give you a hard time. No, I know, I know. Um <laughs> So it's good. It's good that this is coming out. Yeah, it's exciting for Destiny 2. It's good to see also that Destiny 2 is like thriving after they left Activision. Sure. And Bungie's kind of got this history of leaving giant corporations like Activision or Microsoft and then doing well for themselves. They're they're fiercely independent. I know. I'm really excited to see what they do next. If they continue on with Destiny or if they come up with a new property, because I mean, it seems like everything that they develop is just. It's really, really good and really takes kind of pop culture and video games by storm. So I'm with you, man. It's kind of like the uh, who developed the Star Wars game. I'm I know EA published it. Respawn. Yeah, they're kind yeah. of like Respawn. I know Respawn's owned by EA, but they're kind of like a more hardcore Respawn where they're like, well, we're gonna do whatever the fuck we want, and we don't really care what you say, and if you don't like it, then we're just gonna leave. So uh, <laughs> I, I mean, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> More power to him, man. Well, that'll bring news to an end today. AJ, I want to kick it over to you. What have the listeners been saying to us? Yes, they have been saying stuff. Uh, we, we've got a listener right in. This one was sent in by at Braden underscore Roy. That's R-O-Y. Via the mostly normal DMs. Slide in yourself sometime. <laughs> Which are still open as of now, but... AJ showed me a creepy-ass DM that we got earlier. <laughs> we did. Today, so we'll see if that continues. <laughs> but even if they're creepy, right in. We don't, yeah. we, you know. We'll still whatever. read it. No, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anyways, at 
Braden underscore Roy writes in and asks, with the release of Oculus Quest and other fully contained VR headsets with no external hardware or tracking required, finally fulfilling the promise of modern, accessible VR, do you see the roadmap of the upcoming next-gen offerings changing to challenge that, or will VR be a sort of new pillar which doesn't directly compete with more traditional games? And then in parentheses, similar to what happened with mobile gaming on iPhone and Android devices. What do you guys think? Will VR be battling or will they have their own lane? I seem to think that VR is going to have its own lane. Um, simply because I think of it as basically you have three different levels of immersion happening right now with video games. Where the first level of immersion would be a game on your phone. Something that you can, you know, just turn your screen off on your phone and walk away from kind of anytime you want. Like if you're busy, you're riding the train, you're walking somewhere or you're sitting on the couch watching TV. Like the phone games are good, fun, easy way to distract yourself enough or just to play around enough to keep you distracted from what's going on around you immediately or to keep you not bored. Console games, on the other hand, you sit on the couch, you got a controller in hand, you got a TV screen in front of you. They're a little bit more immersive because you're playing on a bigger screen and you're using more inputs on the controller than you are on a phone. VR is, of course, the most immersive. And because it's so immersive, I think it's going to have to be kind of its own separate thing. Um, I get that. Do you know what I mean? Like, because it's very like playing a phone, playing a game on your phone with the touchscreen is very different than playing a console game. And just when I compare those two, mm-hmm. I just think that like this, that VR is going to be similar to that, where it's going to be just kind of off on its own, doing its own thing. Yeah, there's enough of a difference in engagement that the user base will be different. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> in a thousand words. I'm completely with you, man. Like I have, I have Oculus Quest and I have ps4 or psvr and with that oculus quest i have the gaming laptop you know so i can hook it up to my pc and play pretty high fidelity pc games Mm -hmm. i've done very little of that in ever in the last few months since i've gotten the oculus and it's just you're i think you're spot on man i think it's just kind of in its own lane like it's a very cool tech. It just takes more effort to do, regardless of yep. the, whether the headset's wireless or wired. Like, there are degrees of freedom there, obviously, but I think until it's like a pair of sunglasses that you can put on your face and be playing a game, it will always be kind of set aside. And even then, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. that's what you want to do. One of the reasons I don't do it is because when i want to play a game i want to sit on my ass and play a game you know what i yeah. mean i want to lounge yeah. on and drink my soda or whatever and chill out you know and when you're wearing a vr headset you can't put a drink to your face because the mask the thing is on and mm-hmm. you gotta be in a certain position so it's just a different experience and i think that will always be the case and yeah. i hope it grows because i think it is cool but for sure i think it'll always be kind of separate yeah, I think it has a chance in the next coming years to get a little bit more mainstream, especially if PlayStation keeps investing in a VR 2 or whatever. Yeah. But ultimately, if we're talking about 
I don't know, 10 years down the line, yeah, I think they will have their own... Like, there'll be VR people just like there's mobile game people, like how Gabe was saying. Yeah. I, w- yeah. I honestly wouldn't be too terribly surprised if the PSVR goes the way of the Vita and mm-hmm. they don't make a second one and it's just kind of like this is our offering and they might keep making games for it and they might not. And mm-hmm. Maybe the fidelity increases with the power of the PS5. I'm, I don't know, but... I don't know. I don't think it'll. I don't think PlayStation will invest a ton more money because it's sold more than any other VR headset. But it's still peanuts compared to what consoles sell. You know, they've sold what four or five million, and they've sold a hundred, almost a hundred and ten million consoles. So, right. Anyway, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting for the future of that. I'm really glad that like. I shouldn't say I'm really glad, but. <laughs> I'm glad that people have recognized that the AR things weren't working. I mean, when I say AR, I mean, like, the PlayStation Move camera or the Xbox Connect. Like, those things have kind of faded away or been repurposed for other things. I don't know. Um, Just Dance is still kicking. No, that's true. That's true. And you know what? Honestly, if I had a Connect or if if I had a Wii with Wiimotes, I would totally be playing Just Dance constantly. (laughs) <laughs> constantly oh. i have a version of it sarah and i played it it's pretty fun <laughs> it still comes out for we every year doesn't it? yeah yeah i think they announced that 2020 was going to be the last just dance oh. for the wii and it may very well be the last game ever made for the wii <laughs> we should buy it and then wait 20 years and see if it's worth billions <laughs> or two hundred thousand dollars <laughs> like that yeah Nintendo like playstation <laughs> exactly yeah yeah the last oh, ever man. game sold for the Wii. Well, speaking yeah. of goofy stuff, how about our mostly normal question, Gabe? Do it. Okay. So this comes from our co-host, John Swanson. Yeah. Yay. Boo-hoo. Oh, rude. Sorry. I don't know who that was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how people e- got in <laughs> It's a private call. <laughs> <laughs> John wants to know, what is your favorite Simpsons character besides the main five? AJ, why don't you go ahead and answer? The main five being Homer, Bart, Lisa, Maggie, and what's the mom's name? Marge. 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 Yeah, sorry. Just wanted to make that clear. (laughs) Or people call in and say, actually, (laughs) you know. Yeah, no, that's fair. I guess... There's so many characters that are so good in this game. So, or in, I mean, whatever, in this show. I'm so used to talking about games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Otto stands out. The bus driver. He's, yeah. like, always high or drunk, and he's just yep. driving all the yeah. children to school. <laughs> Dude, I just looked this up because it was, like, in my head, but I couldn't remember the exact quote. But my name is Otto, and I like to get blotto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you guys remember that one i do that is so awesome i've got to say i really like i mean ned flanders is one of my favorite oh, just because he's so ridiculous like, he's almost a main character he is he is yeah. i mean like he takes such a such a main role as both the antagonist and the <laughs> you know just the innocent bystander at the same time like <laughs> he's so funny yeah I think, I don't know, like, it is hard to pick one, but in the interest of it, I would say the comic book guy. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. He's just the prototypical person uh, when you think of a comic book guy or anyone <laughs> involved in that, just like basically our world. You know. Right. He's you know, the actually, WoW player and stuff like that. That's a good one. Yeah. Anyway. Good show. Good times. Woo! The Simpsons is a good show. This has also been a good show. I want to thank you guys so much for being on here and talking video games with me. I've enjoyed it. I want to thank all of you for listening to us talk about video games. If you want to be a part of the conversation, you can go ahead and write in to Podcast at gmail.com or slide into our dms over at mm. mn cameras podcast on twitter uh, sorry it gets easier the more you do it oh, i'm sure it does. stop stop <laughs> jesus christ i walked right into it yeah. i don't worry i didn't see it either man but he, he got you. oh that was so smooth if you want to hear more of aj's smooth talk you can follow him at you can follow me at AJ underscore ID. That's E-I-D-E. Give me a follow. Perfect. John, where can people I, find you on the internet? I reside at, at Johnny Samsonite on Twitter. Wonderful. You can Ooh. find me at Gabe Fall on Twitter and pretty much everywhere else. Yeah, Keep an eye on our Twitter. Uh, we'll let you know for streaming or anything like that. We usually give an advance in about an hour or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think we're going to start launching our own mostly normal stream also on like twitch or something yeah keep an eye out for that yeah. that probably will come later alongside the yeah. website and that kind of stuff yeah we got some yeah. big things going on guys we're moving we're growing okay. we're doing stuff in the words of the great gary weta gary you're making moves you're standing still <laughs> yeah i think that's what right? it is <laughs> okay yeah also sell rocks to people <laughs> yeah that too <laughs> And on that note, we are out. Goodbye! Bye!